The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning, welcome back, and thanks for joining us again as we take just a few more minutes out of our week and out of our day to look into God's Word. I hope this is a help, whether you're watching this live or maybe listening to it in your car or wherever it would work, wherever it would be. I just appreciate the privilege to be part of your day. I love the Word of God. I love the simplicity that is in it. Uh, I love the fact that it has an answer for everything we deal with. And that's why we strive through this podcast to go verse by verse through the Word of God. And we're doing that right now in the book of Philippians. Uh, Philippians chapter 2, we finished yesterday in verse number 4. So we're going to pick up in verse number 5. Now we mentioned again through the theme that uh, this is the theme of this is joy. And in this theme of joy, we talked about uh, what Warren Reesby often referred to or put, wrote down in his writing that there are joy robbers. And the first chapter is we can have joy over circumstances. The second one is joy over people. Now, not people in general, not all people are evil, but you understand the premise that sometimes one of the people, one of the th- things in life that can rob you from your joy is people. Now, we mentioned yesterday in introduction, and I think it's important to repeat, that it's not necessarily just the people. Some people can be harsh and some people can do things that would, without a doubt, for whatever reason. They can be cruel, they can be mean, they can be selfish, they can themselves can be hurt and we have learned that hurting people hurt people. So that sometimes it can be that way. But what we've learned is true joy does not come with lack of people doing things. True joy comes in how I respond to those circumstances. If I allow what someone has done or said to affect me, it might affect me the remainder of my life. That's not their fault. They were wrong in what they did, but it's my fault to allow that to control me the remainder of my life. I have, if you're saved, you have the Holy Spirit in your life, you have the Word of God, you have the ability to move beyond it. To stay in it, it's Satan's lie to you. You don't have to stay in it. So let's. So we talked yesterday about the idea, this starts with the mindset, the selflessness, and that's seen in the first few verses. Then what we do is we jump to a verse here that probably one of the more popular passages in Scripture, especially like during Christmas seasons, that references the mind of Jesus as he came to give us salvation. Now, one of the things we're gonna see here, it starts off with, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. And immediately, and I understandably, but I hope we understand wrongly, we immediately look to this and say, well, it is almost impossible for us to really follow this teaching because that was the mind of Christ. And Christ is perfect. We're human. We're never going to be perfect. So it's impossible for us to really follow this instruction because we just humanly cannot. So please understand, it is true that we humanly will never be like Jesus. He is divine. He is God. He is perfect. Even when we're in our glorified bodies in heaven, we'll not be like Jesus. So while that is true, I think one of the things we need to understand is if we look at the teachings of Jesus and say, well, that was Jesus, we can never be like that, then we lose out on the teachings of Jesus. Jesus came to this earth to be an example for us, that we can, we can try to become like. You know, we don't, we don't try to become like Peter, James, Paul, uh, Moses, Abraham. We're not stri- David. We're not striving to become like what we call the Bible characters. We're striving to become more and more like Jesus. And really, the narrative of Scripture is a narrative, uh, the redemptive narrative of God's work in our life, conforming us more into the image of his son. So there are some things we should learn, principles we can learn. Don't ever ignore a principle because you feel like it's just too impossible to do. And please understand, if God has asked us to strive to become something through his Holy Spirit, he can give us the grace to be able to accomplish that in his will and his timing. So let's jump into verse 5. He says this, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, and made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, 
and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. And we'll, we'll pick up here in a little bit, maybe pick verse 9 next time. But let's look at verse 5 again. So let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. I think we start with the idea that he's not saying be exactly like Jesus, but he's saying the mindset that took Jesus from his place at the right hand of God in heaven to come down to earth, that's the mindset. It's, it's the selfless mindset referenced in verses previous. It's the mindset that we should have. How do you minister to people? How do you love people? How do you love your families and your spouses? How do you live as God wants you to without this mindset? He describes a mindset, uh, Jesus, his, his position, who being in the form of God, thought on a robbery to be equal with God, who was just like God. And what it says, he did not consider it wrong to be equal with God. He was. He, he's part of the Trinity. He's, he is equal with God. He says, but made himself of no reputation. He didn't, he did, that was not his point. He goes, he didn't say, well, I'm just too good to do this. And he took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Now notice it says the likeness of men. So he took upon him the form of a servant. He decided to come down in our human form and was made in the likeness of men. Notice in likeness, that means he took on the human form. One of the things we gain from this phrase that he took on the likeness is that he never eliminated the divine nature. Well, I, while there's a lot of debate over whether he chose not to use some of his divine abilities while he was on the earth or whether he didn't have some of these abilities when he was on the earth and the Holy Spirit gave them to him. We can talk about a lot of things. A lot of times things that happened, the Holy Spirit did. But uh, we can, you, know, you can find people who debate it either way. What we do know is he chose to limit himself. He chose to take on the form of a servant and he chose to live this life. And the key we see here is that he took on the human form. He took on our limitations. He took on our weaknesses. He took on all the, the struggles, the emotional and physical struggles that we have as humans. And he took those on. And, and he took them on an imperfect body. He took the human nature. Now, he, didn't, he never sinned. And I don't believe he could have sinned. But he understood. The Bible tells us in Hebrews, he was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. He fully understood who we are. It's important to understand that because you come back and ask the question, why did Jesus do this? You can say, well, prophecy demanded it. You know why Jesus did it? Because he loved us. He came to this earth and he lived and he died ultimately because he loved us. Greater love is no man than this, and a man laid down his life for his friend. For God so loved the world. That's why he came. His mindset was more about you and me than it was about his comfort. And it's that selfless mindset that God has told Paul to write the word of God that we need to strive to have. Took in the form of a servant made in the likeness of men. Verse 8. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Uh, he, he came obedient unto death. I want you to catch something here. Jesus became obedient unto death. This shows some level of, of divine decision here. Uh, he came down in human form, but he was God. He chose to allow himself to become obedient to what ultimately was a result of sin. Death was a result of sin. He chose to make himself obedient to that. He did not have to. And he says, I will come and I will allow my human form to be able to do that. And, and, and then he says, even the death of the cross, even an embarrassing, uh, painful, humiliating death, which was all fulfilling prophecy. Again, we go back and ask the question, why? Why did Jesus do this? Why is the mindset? His actions, his actions to leave heaven and to become a baby, his actions to leave heaven and take on the form of a servant, his decision to become obedient unto death, and yes, even the death of the cross, an abusive, horrible death. His, his, you, know, you look at his actions, this is what he did, but we go back and say, why did he do it? Uh, 
He did it because and that was his mindset. That's what he's trying to teach us here. He did it because he loved us. Now, he's speaking to the church. This church would have known Jesus. They would have been contemporary with Jesus. They would have probably, many of them, seen the events of this thing unfolding. So this was real. We look back on this as the foundation of our belief. But it still comes back to this question, why would Jesus do this? And it came back to the point that he had a purpose and a call that was greater than his own comfort. If we are going to have joy in our Christian life, it cannot be, it will never be fulfilled if we're driven by what we can gain. I want to have money. I want to have things. I want to have happiness. I, I want, I want, I want, I want. You won't be happy at work because you'll always want more. You won't be happy in marriage because you'll want your spouse to do more to become more like you uh, or to make you happier. You won't be happy at home because your kids will take your money and your time. You won't be happy at church because not everything's gonna be the way you want. You see, you see the premise here. If everything I do to gain joy and fulfillment is to fulfill my own desires, I will always be lacking. If I come in and realize that I have a purpose, and what is my purpose? To glorify God. In my marriage, in my home, in my church, in my life, at work. If my goal and purpose in life is to glorify God, then I will be a better, a different husband because I'm not being a husband just to make my wife happy. I'm being a husband to glorify my God. I will be a different father for the same reason. I will go to church with a different mindset simply because I want to glorify God. I will be a better employee. You see the premise? So then when I do all these things, I find fulfillment. My fulfillment's not in my job. My fulfillment is in how my job honors God. That's the mindset. Jesus came in obedience to God because he glorified his God. And you see that throughout his time on the earth. That is what he's trying to teach us. It's a mindset. If your mindset is even set on yourself, you will end up being miserable. If your mindset is set on glorifying God, it's not even ministering to others, glorifying God. And when glorifying God, we minister to others. That's the premise. I hope we see this. We'll pick up a little bit more on some of what, you know, what was some more prophecy, just more of the theology in this next tomorrow as we, or Monday as we uh, jump into this a little more in verse 9. But we look at the mindset, the mindset of Jesus, and this is something that he wants us to have. Again, we'll never be perfect, and yeah, we cannot be 100% like Christ, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't strive to be more like Christ. That is our ultimate goal. Ultimately, in heaven we will be, but until then, what can we learn from him that we can ask God for the grace to be able to be more like Thanks again for joining us today as we finish out the week together on this Friday. And we appreciate the privilege to be part of your day. Hope it's a help. Hope it's an encouragement. And hope you continue to join us as we pick up back here at verse 9 starting next Monday. Have a great weekend.